at least we now know that it's going to be recording from the correct place. One time through. We'll what? do it live. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> was that from? Uh, some news anchor was uh, going to broadcast and he's like, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." I've heard that like I've heard it before. I just have no idea. Yeah, I don't remember where that or ever heard where it's, that came. From. I mean, it's all around production at this point. But yeah, is it? It is. Well, good. Yeah, you could literally mention it to anybody on a production set, and they'd be like, "Fuck it, let's do it live," or we'll do it live. I'll have to. I'll ask Marissa about it. She'll know immediately. She'll know. Will she? Oh yeah. Will she? If she doesn't know, I'm gonna have to switch to. Uh, Come breaded on. pizza rolls instead of toasted raviolis. <laughs> breaded pizza rolls are already breaded. <laughs> and already come pre-sauced. I love, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's let's start off on that because you, you said something about that. Oh, so uh, Trader Joe's has these uh, toasted raviolis. Mm-hmm. And so I did like them a lot better than the ones that I got from that restaurant. Okay. Um, air fried them. They were crispy. The inside, you could still taste the pasta and the cheese. It was perfect, but it was still dry as all hell. Did it come with a sauce? No sauce. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. Look, I mean, here's the here's the hard part with ever with that with stuff like that is no matter no matter what you can always you'll always have the defense of well, it's not the same from where it comes from. Right. Right. It's the same shit that I pull with like well, actually, I don't I don't really pull it that much. I would, I'll, I think what, which about like pizza. Oh, I don't uh, No, I, I don't think you do. I don't think I ever claim, and I could be wrong here. If I'm a hypocrite, I'm a hypocrite that like Chicago pizza is superior. Um, I just, my only, my only claim on that is that pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. I think that's the only thing you've ever said. Yeah. I like, I mean, cause I've had, I've had good pizza, like pretty good pizza out here. Yeah. I still argue Domino's is the best California pizza. <laughs> As far as I'm aware. How dare you? Well. Oh, my God. Well, we haven't had our pizza episode yet. So <laughs> it'll happen. Um, and at which point we'll also have the turtle on to talk comedy. Talk comedy? Yeah. Though apparently, I mean, technically she should probably be on this one. but She should probably be on the intro at least. Or at least we'll get some major feedback if she ever listens to it in 2025. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep pushing it back? Yeah. At this point, yeah. We're at one episode a year. Yeah. It's I, okay. Yeah, you know, she she says she's catching up, but I feel like the catch up is like 15 minutes every 5 days. So <laughs> Yeah. Um that's fair. These tend to be longer longer in length episodes. Well, even some of the shorter ones. Sure, we have a couple. Yeah. They're they're there. And she hasn't listened to them. They're there. Yeah. <laughs> um so what did you want to talk about today? Uh I want to talk about the l- great and uh, tried and successful Dave Chappelle. Okay. And his recent special um, and how it's still getting the same backlash it got from Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch it last weekend? Like we said we would? Yes. Okay, good. I also watched the Anthony Jeselnik one and I Oh, that's wild, isn't it? Not stop laughing. Fire in the Maternity Ward? And you were right, because there's things that we were like, you're going to be like, I'm about to laugh at this, and I probably shouldn't. And that thought crossed my mind like, with a handful of jokes. Like almost all of the jokes. And and I'm pretty sure I chuckled, and I was just like, oh, no, I shouldn't. Like, I said it out loud. I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I am. Yeah. And, yeah. The, uh, yeah, he got, a, he got some heat for that. That one came out, I forget what year it was. It was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think it was 19. 
Maybe. 18 or 19? I, 18 from, seems right. From when I looked at the thing, yeah. Yeah, he... I think because that comedy is, like, so on brand for him, like, it's unsurprising. Yeah. But I still think he got a little backlash off of that, I'm especially sure. towards the end with the uh, the whole abortion clinic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Did you uh, lose weight? Yeah. <laughs> I should get her a succulent, something <laughs> she will also never have to take care of. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty wild. Yeah, uh, it's funny. It's super funny. Yeah, I end up listening because I haven't listened to it in a while, so I listened to it on my way home. Yeah. that night. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, like, yeah, fifteen percent of that that special. I was like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I'm dying. Perfect. I'm dying. That's like the whole thing. That's yeah. like his like whole gist is like. It was really good. He's very much like a. He's a very like like punch like punchline or like yeah. set up punchline. Right, misdirect, etc. Yeah. Even like calls it out, and at one point in time, he's like, "This is what I call a misdirection." Yeah, he he loves <laughs> to do like it that. too. He loves to do it. Um, uh, actually, Joe was supposed to see him uh, a month or two ago, and him and his friends they went to a show. It was like a last minute show uh, or a secret show, and he had to show up and whatever. They bought tickets. They went to the place, and they were gone for like three, four hours. And then Joe comes back, and I was like, "Dude, how was the show?" He's like. He didn't even fucking show. Oh, I was like, oh, I was so sad for him after watching that special. Yeah. Even more so. I was just like, damn, dude, that sucks. Because uh, Joe was telling me he's like, it's one of his favorite comics. And oh, really? For him not to show up. That just, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It ripped his little heart out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anthony Justinick is funny. I like him a lot. He uh, it's it's yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Watch it if you get a chance. If you're into dark humor. If you're not yeah. into dark humor, this is not for you. It's definitely not for you. Yeah. For sure. It's very much, uh, you know, offensive. Yes. Um, okay. So what about the uh, Chappelle um, special did you want to chat about? Um, I guess the, the trans community topic that was going on, um, specifically with him versus the trans community. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in in the previous special, he explained how he is transphobic. He's trying to understand it, but he's just set in his ways, and he makes jokes at it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you've seen it, you understand what I'm saying. If you haven't seen it, again, dark humor. If it's for you, go ahead, watch it. If it's not, leave it alone. Um, so following that up, he... Comes out to say in this one, again, spoilers, if you haven't seen it, probably stop now. Yeah. Um, but if you have seen it, you'll know what we're talking about. Again, spoilers. Um, he goes on to say that he met um, a lady. Uh, I forgot her name. Um, yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, but how she she was trans and she was at his shows and how she praised him. Or not praised him, but admired him. And she even told him that he was her comic hero mm-hmm. um and her being trans he thought that he would have offended her and his re- her response was like it's it's comedy like you're not attacking me it's just a joke um and you know the fact that he was able to build a relationship with her you know goes above and beyond what he was saying in the past uh show about how Yes, he's still transphobic because he's trying to understand or, or grasp the concept of it. But, you know, the growth f- 
for Dave Chappelle to have that initial conversation, initial backlash, and then build a relationship with this woman shows leaps and bounds of of personal growth. And then come the end of the story, we find out she ends up killing herself mm-hmm. because she was dragged and criticized and belittled on the internet by the LGBT community. And that, I think that part was so gut-wrenching because you you could just see the pain in his eyes and the way he tells that story is he even says, he's like, I, I lost one of my people, like his friend, mm-hmm. someone he considered a friend. And that was just like so upsetting. And I think more so, not only, you know, along the lines with the special, but I like the power of words and you know how you and I always say words are important the power of words especially via social media where there's for the most part no boundaries you know that shit affects people like Mm -hmm. hard hard and then to get it from your own people is even worse yeah that's tough uh yes I mean so a couple a couple things on it like I really really enjoyed the special yeah I find Dave Chappelle a very funny person, mm-hmm. and I think um, I, I enjoy storytelling. As I think we we said on the last one, yeah. So his uh, the thing that I the in addition to what I enjoy about Chappelle's overall standup is that he he has a there's a lot of I mean most comedy tends to be well I shouldn't say most but a lot of comedy tends to be social commentary in mm-hmm. some capacity right and. I think we said this last uh, last time too, where comedy can often be, oh, be a way to work through the understanding of a situation that you're like a situation. Yeah. Um, and so, to make note, I think when Chappelle says that he's transphobic, I think he's saying that very tongue in cheek. Right. Because that's the label that's been given him. Right. He's yeah. You're you're right. Like the media describes Dave Chappelle as transphobic. Yes. Right. And yeah. that's and that was he kind of. There's a lot of like points that he hits on um, early on and very early on to the special when he talks about this lady that was following him from his car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, as an aside, this is this is comedy. So we can't take everything that's being said, all of these stories as facts. Right. They might some of it might be true, but we have to ex- understand that there's definitely embellishments going on yeah. for the sake of storytelling and for a laugh. Right. right? Painting these. Pictures. And, and he even says that in one of his one of the setups for the jokes, he goes, I'm exaggerating. But you get the gist. Yeah. Yeah. So, but going back with that, the lady in the car, right? He, the, the thing that immediately was that he like kind of set the tone for, um, and this was kind of the tone for everything. Yeah. Was that he was like, uh, she's like, you're that tra- like homophobic or whatever. Yeah. Um, like comedian Dave Chappelle. And he goes, oh, what have you seen? Have you come to my shows? Did you watch me mm-hmm. on Netflix? Did you see me in person? Have we had a conversation? Yeah. Or have you just been reading headlines? And the through line through all of this, all of the standup is this idea that, um, that people are cons- constantly regurgitating the same, uh, like talking points from essentially the same like article yeah. constantly being written about it. 100%. So that's kind of like the point at which he's trying to make. And, and then the, the remainder, the, the, the rest of the special minus kind of the, um, the story at the very end. Yeah was kind of highlighting on the fact that there is 
like all of these diff- different situations that he kind of runs 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 himself through or finds himself in um where he's kind of like uh kind of battling this like f- kind of false narrative if you will um oh shit i forgot where i was going with that <laughs> but but essentially just kind of battling this like this false narrative of like people who have like don't really know or understand him but are taking taking things as as is right um and oh shit where i was going to go but Anyway, so we, you you kind of have all of that, but I think uh, I think the way the, the defense of it's just a joke is not a good it's not a good example, right? I think that's a horrible defense because, and I, again, I don't think we've re- we're repeating ourselves a little bit yeah. here, but on but low like lowbrow comedy, easy comedy, or new comics, and I'm no expert on this, so just take. Just, I'm uh, I'm an outsider looking in on a lot. Yeah, but like I've seen I've seen I've watched like uh, open mics before. It's fucking rough, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't know what you're doing. Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but anyway, point is. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that like when you're when you're new at anything, you're you're it's not gonna struggle. It's a struggle. <laughs> you're not gonna be good at it. You're yeah. gonna make mistakes. You're going and so. But the point is, is that like there's this like low brow, low bar of entry like humor that sometimes gets made for um like say like new comics and stuff like that but i don't i don't think Chappelle like Chappelle is far past that like he's far past this like lowbrow comedy and so i think one of the like kind of looking at the special is from a lot of the articles and kind of the commentary that i've read about like people talking about it it seems like the point largely was missed yeah um and you even made that post before we watched yeah, this yeah yeah right i think the point was missed and I think the point that I think the there's b- before I get into like why I can understand why people would be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, the point that I think at least I got from it was kind of twofold. One, at one point he said, I'm jealous. And the reason being j- that he is having this kind of jealousy and why he feels like he can make jokes about the LGBT community, which in large is why he argues that he's not punching down he's technically punching up yeah is because if we look at like the Afri- like african like this this last year has been a prime ex- uh, you know many years of prime examples but yeah. let's say just for now that if we look at the african american community we are we are still at this weird this weird like turning not i don't even know if it's a turning point if that's the right word to use but this kind of like impasse where we are st- still fighting and arguing for essentially racial equality. Right. And this is over the course of several hundred years. Right. And what feels like from at least like Chappelle, for example, is that in the span of 60 years, the LGBT community went from, seems to have gone from um, persecuted to heavily protected. Right. In And heavily protected in a, in a manner of like acceptance and... Um, like it laws and everything in between. Mm-hmm. So there seems to, I guess from the argument from Chappelle's standup is that there is this wild disparity in when we're looking at like quote unquote protect classes from like a racial standpoint versus like the, the LGBT standpoint. Right. And that um, like, I mean, he even makes a joke. He's like, apparently he's like, we might, we might've ended slavery like a hundred years earlier if we were just throwing parades and booty shorts and like, uh, oiling ourselves up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. He makes all those like Martin Luther King kind of jokes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then you know he in in another one that he made uh, along that same line of it was he even says you know I I don't have a problem with gay people I don't have a problem with trans people he's like my issue has always been with white people yeah, yeah. and in the in that sentence it's not he hates white people it's the fact that white people are still looked as the higher class versus black people and so when gays or trans are using that defense like or, or like what he mentioned like when they're going into defense mode it's like oh all of a sudden we have to pr- protect them because he's gay he's like no he's like i'm not attacking them because they're gay he's like i'm attacking them because they're using their 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 privilege to defend themselves at this point yeah well the re- the re- the restaurant argument the restaurant part was an interesting one he was like <laughs> he's like you're gay until you need to be white yes and that was i was like Ooh. like that's interesting yeah. that's an interesting look and I think I think the uh, the part that makes things I think what makes in large I think what to a certain degree what makes Chappelle very interesting is because it's a very I think he takes a very nuanced look at kind of this like society right comedy mm-hmm. um, in a, in a way that I think makes people f- like laugh but also ponder yeah um, some of it can be very uncomfortable um, you know if you if you watched. So he had sticks and stones, but then following that, he had the equanimity, mm-hmm. right? Which was just kind of like him sitting down talking. And that thing was like, that was a real conversation. Yeah, that it was less comedy and more... I mean, like, it was almost no comedy. Yeah, that was more eye-opening, like, hey, I have something to say. Like, Yeah, and that, I thought that was like, there were some really interesting things about that um, throughout that entire thing. And so I think sometimes... I, I think sometimes people get lost in the sauce when we talk about, when we talk about comedy because you are... It, it appears to be making light of a serious situation and everybody, everybody is going to have things that matter more to them than anybody else. And so we feel those, those things, like we feel whatever, whatever we stand for. Right. So if we're saying in the arg in this case, right, we're talking about like, uh, like trans rights, trans equality, that type of stuff. Um, if you if you are trans or if you are an, a, like a, a very vocal, very strong ally, then that's going to be that's going to be on the hierarchy of like things that you care about. That's going to be very very high on that list. Yeah, and so you care about it more than say Joe Joe Blow. Yeah. So if you were to make a comment or make a joke about it, then that is like that is a direct you know can be perceived as a very much direct attack. Absolutely. Though that might not be the case, and so. I think it's it's interesting because I've also sorry. Do you have anything? To no, like, no, no. Keep going. Yeah, and so I think that's an I think that's very interesting because I have friends I have friends who have made comments about stuff like this where, you know, their their comment is, I like if you are not if you are not trans or struggle or going through, um, you know, some sort of like similar situation as this, I don't give a shit about what you find offensive or not. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that statement, but I think that's coming from the wrong place. Because I because I don't think any point at, at any point within this is that we are battling whether or not things are considered offensive. Yeah. Because uh, offense is a if, offense is something that is like very specific to an individual, um, right? What I might find offensive, you might not, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and actually, this is part of what I was writing down earlier, because when we talk about offense, there's a there's a quote from Jordan Peterson, love him or hate him, doesn't matter, um, that I thought was really interesting from an interview that he had with uh, with Kathy Newman. And so 
they were talking about like freedom of speech and how to talk. And uh, do you know who Jordan Peterson is? No. Uh, Jordan Peterson, in short, is a clinical psychologist. Um, he got kind of his big notoriety, um, or not notoriety, but he kind of had his his uh, come up, right, mm-hmm. if you will, was from this debate in uh, Canada several years ago because um, he was debating about a certain legislation that was mandating essentially the use of pronouns. And so he was kind of arguing from arguing from a sense that that's like the act of con- of compelled speech is unconstitutional, quote kind of unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Canada's I don't know all of Canada's rules and laws and stuff like that, but anyway, that was kind of where he was getting at. Because right. as far as I'm aware, Canada at the point as as at at that point, and I don't know if still now doesn't necessarily have like a freedom of speech law um, in the books, <clears throat> right? Kind of written to their like constitution. Got it. So that came in, that came up, and that's kind of how he kind of became a little bit more well-known he's wrote written a couple books at that point um been on joe rogan a bunch like et cetera, et cetera, gone on tours whatever so anyway that's who that is so they were doing this interview um with kathy newman um and she <clears throat> she was said she said why should your freedom of sh-? and it applies which is interesting mm-hmm. um she goes why did why should your freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended and and his response is, he's a, he said, because in order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. Look at conversation. And so during this entire point of this conversation, it was like, it was a very weird interview because um, it would, he would like say something, she would like repeat it, but kind of twist it in a way that was kind of in like, as if he was like being mean. And mm-hmm. he was like, that's not what I'm saying. Like yeah. you're really misconstruing my words for like an hour straight. What so, was this on? Um, I don't remember the, it was, I think it was a Canadian, it was a British, oh, okay. it was a British, uh, show. I was going to say, if it's 60 minutes, it sounds about right. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I think it's something in the UK. I can't, I can't fully remember, but Kathy Newman, if you look up Kathy Newman, um, or Jordan Peterson interview, it's one of the first ones that pop up mm-hmm. and you can watch it. Um, and he goes, so he, he says, I mean, look at this conversation we're having right now. You're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's rather, this has been rather uncomfortable. And so she responds, well, I'm very glad that I put you on the spot. And he's like, well, you get my point. You're doing what you should be do you, what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell is going on. And, uh, and that it, that is what you should do, but you're exercising your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. More power to you as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So the idea of like, you know, when we talk about the idea of offense is kind of offense only comes from something to be offended, right? Getting a little philosophical here. So you have to, you have to risk offense in order to be offended. Right. So like it's a two way street. Like it's a give and take. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go through that. And, and so I think like, you know, when, when we're talking with like the Chappelle thing and we're talking about like whether or not it's offensive, it can a hundred percent be offensive. Mm -hmm. There's no question about that. Absolutely. And, and for the people that are arguing that, you, there are people that are arguing that, you know, you shouldn't be offended by this. It's just jokes or whatever. Like that's, that's, that's too like low level thinking yes. of trying to defend whatever point you're trying to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I'm not here. I'm not here to defend. I'm not here to defend Chappelle, nor am I here to defend um, whether or not you find it offensive. Right. Cause if you do, you do. Yeah. I can't change that. Yeah. You're not going to change anybody's <laughs> mind. Like yeah. I'm not trying to either. Yeah. Um, nor should you, right? Like you could acknowledge it's, it's offensive. So, or, or even, yeah, you don't even have to acknowledge, like you can acknowledge that it offends the person who is being offended. 
it may not necessarily offend you, but you have to acknowledge that, hey, they're offended by it. It doesn't affect me the same way, so I just have to be cognizant or aware of that. Yeah, right. Like, um, well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, like, uh, where, is, where is this at? I wrote a bunch of notes. No, whatever. That's that's fine. <laughs> um, but but I, I so anyway, there's there's that when we're talking about like offense. But as as for like the backlash for the for it, like, do you have you read any any about any any anything about like why people are like not liking it or they want it to be like taken down, et cetera? Et I've cetera? been I've been reading a couple of headlines and a couple of articles, and I'll get like five minutes in, and it's just it's about just right off the top is just bashing or taking out of context words that he's used. And I just stopped reading the article. Cause I'm like, like you said, you missed the point. You're, you're taking things, specific things out of context, using it as a, as a, as a headline grabber. And then your article is pretty much null and void at that point. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll get there. And I just like, you know what? I, I, I don't want to bother reading into this because I saw the special reading the first couple paragraphs i know this person didn't watch it all the way yep and that's it i just like i don't want to do it yeah that's that seems to be the larger the larger thing that i've noticed as well is that a lot of the a lot of the articles or some of the videos being some well less about the videos actually more of the like the written words Mm -hmm. seems to be coming from a perspective of haven't watched it just mad yeah you're big mad um, and someone told me that he said this. That, that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. Right. Like that you're playing a little bit of a telephone game. Exactly. Because because it's this, it's usually the same two talking points that I kind of heard. So the first one is, and I, I hate that I can't remember the um, his friend's name. I'll look it up. I feel I'll look like, it up. I'll look it up while you talk. Um, but with, when they were talking about her, they were like, "Well, you know, that's one. That's one person. That's that's just anecdotal. You can't use that one person as." the device or the, the, the like figurehead for an entire community. And I agree. And I think I, I could easily argue the point that Chappelle could have missed the mark a little bit, um, with that one because he was kind it's felt like he was kind of arguing from what's her name? Daphne Dorman. Daphne. I was like, I think it's a D. Yeah. Um, but so you can argue, kind of argue a little point of like, okay, I feel like he is arguing from, the perspective of a singular person now speaking for an entire group, right? And you can't do that because people are fucking wildly complex. Yep. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't work to use like a singular anecdotal reasoning behind it. But the the I that aside, I think the point that he was making when she when he was talking about her is that it changed his mind because his perspective was that she shouldn't enjoy this. She shouldn't like his comedy. And because back then when he was doing this, he was a newer comic saying some wild shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and so that's kind of like point one. Point two, and the larger one that I do, I can understand a little bit more concern about was um, when he started talking about J.K. Rowling and like the turfs. Oh, yeah. So that I can get behind, I can kind of get a little bit more behind because I feel like, because there's, there's a lot of, when we, t- so for example, and this will make sense in a second. So when we, when we had, um, like when Trump was president and there was kind of right before the whole, you know, the, the whole insurrection, um, there was a lot of news going around and talking about the proud boys mm-hmm. before that moment, 
have you ever heard of the Proud Boys? Never heard it. Exactly. Yeah. Right? It's an online thing. It's an internet thing. And there's this weird thing that's starting to happen where, like, internet is starting to slip into the mainstream. Like, it's little bits, little bits like that. Right? So I was having conversations about the Proud Boys with my mom. Mm -hmm. And she was like, this blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you, okay. Like, let's talk about it because you don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, And, like, Marissa, same way, because she's not an internet person as I am. So when we also have kind of the turfs starting to pop up, this is a, it's a frustrating part because that's like, that's an internet thing that is now, that is now going to be seeped into their mainstream. Mm -hmm. And now people are going to kind of know about it. And it's a very much arguably fringe beliefs. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to dive into what it is because I don't feel like I should platform that. No. Um, so if you want to look it up, feel free to look it up, but watch the special and then look it up and it'll have context. Yeah, I, w- I mean, yes, it, I would, I would, l- I would read a little bit more because he he does water it down a little yeah, bit, yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, and again, that's this is where I can start seeing like, okay, yeah, yeah, I could, I can get it, yeah. Um, but those were kind of the two main points that get brought up, um, at least from any of the articles that I've read about right, it, right? Yeah. Um, Vulture, by the way, did one very. I wish I could remember the art or the writer, but did a very good write up on it. Um, that I thought was very, very well thought out Mm -hmm. from like a very good argumentative standpoint, um, as well as kind of like the pros cons of how this is and also like, yeah. So, but those, those, those two points seem to be the main thing that I hear about. And then the rest of it is just kind of thrown in with this whole, like thrown in just a lot of like transphobia. Yeah. And that seems to be it. Yeah. That, 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 well, I would say that's the majority of it. Just those two talking points and. Dave Chappelle hates trans people. Yes. And so one of the, so one of the things that I was kind of reading a little bit before this, um, or kind of listening to before this was, um, there was, there's, there's a lady that was talking about cancel culture and it's a longer video. Um, we'll, I'll link it in the video, uh, in the description because, because I think it's a really interesting take, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of think about from like a little bit of a philosophical concept of like cancel culture, but one of the there's a couple main takeaways from it, and I think one of the interesting parts about it is that, or that was said was like you know that we treat people with fame and power as if they're different, mm-hmm. and that um, we need to stop treating talent as if it's synonymous with character. And so, oh Siri, go away. Yeah, what the hell? How does that keep happening? I have no. We didn't even say her name. <laughs> anyway, um, but that we need to that. Uh, from a societal standpoint, we look at fame and we, we look at fame, we look at notoriety and we give them power yes. to a certain degree. Yes. And so with that also then comes treating them differently, right? We kind of, we have this like, and you know, you, if you want to argue societal concepts, then, you know, we're kind of giving that, we're giving that to them and putting them on a higher pedestal or a higher hierarchical standing um, than ourselves. We call it celebrity status. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's jokes about that. Yeah. So, but I think one of the important thing is like, we need to not do that. Um, and I think a lot of people do do that, right? This is kind of like one of the issues that one of the, com- it's the through line issue that is happening with like Joe Rogan, for example, is people are like s- almost like canonizing him um, and not realizing that he's just a fucking person. Yeah. And so uh, it's just, a, he's, he's a person. People are fucking complex and have like a, a, an egregious amount of nuance to him. Um, 
and so but we're putting these we're putting people on a pedestals and we need to realize that like their talent is not synonymous with the character mm-hmm. we also have to realize that for Chappelle in this regard he the the stage person and the the real person are different people right just like an actor playing a, playing a role is a that's a different person we can't say like we can't say like Chris Pratt, like what, what star Lord did is wrong. Fuck Chris Pratt. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Like you'd be like, hold on. I don't understand. Star Lord shouldn't have squeezed that rat and threw it away. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or whatever, whatever you like thing you want to get up, like all like, yeah. hot and bothered by. So there, there has to be the separation of like the talent and then the character. Mm-hmm. And so like, so we have kind of that point and the interesting thing is that when we're are a lot of times when we're looking at this this piece with or the the arguments with Chappelle is that we're damning his character not his ideas yeah. at least from what i've seen and it's so like it's so much easier to it's so much easier to condemn a person than their ideas because oftentimes when we are trying to like when we're trying to attack ideas that in turn makes us self reflect into seeing like how one how they affect us um, to a point, and then also how like how these ideas can be like embedded within the the quote unquote systems that are a part of it, as and as well as much as like how much of a role we play into it. So I feel like people tend to go towards character first because it's so much easier to deal with mm-hmm. um, without having to then battle with probably your own ideas. Right. Um, you know, we talk about transphobia, we talk about hom- homophobia, like all of the obias or isms, and. I'd be hard pressed to find any person who can confidently say at some point in time in their lives, haven't said some shit. Right. Right. Um, when I was growing up, it was wildly acceptable to be like, that's gay. Yeah. Tom Segura makes a joke about it. He's like, you know, he was like, can't say gay anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. He's like, that's gay. Right. But, and you know, in all fairness, I agree with that. Right. I'm cool with it. But, I'd be I'd be a hypocrite to say like I never said that. Oh, one hundred percent, right? Yeah. Like, you're right, and and I think a lot of people need to like in situations like this where we're talking about cancel culture. I think we need to self reflect a little bit and realize that like our past isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And if you are not a perfect person, then you also probably should give a little bit of credence to accepting the fact that these other these that the people that you are damning are also people, right? And they make mistakes, like. Life is a series of trial and error. Mm-hmm. We have to get it wrong in order to get it right. And so when, so the, stop me at any point in time, please. Keep going. <laughs> um, I feel like I talk too much <laughs> sometimes. Well, actually almost every time. All uh, the times. I was telling Marissa this and I was like, <laughs> it really bugs me. I'm like, it kind of starts to bug me a little bit because I like catch myself rambling and I'm just like, fuck, am I, am I talking too much? No, not at all. <laughs> like, not at all. Do I need to like, I need to pass the buck and like, let, let Eric talk more. Um, but I guess <laughs> again, stop me, right? Please, at any point in time. Um, but like we shouldn't. We we need to be care- we need to be cautious about casting stones or throwing stones because I think in reality, and especially if you're a person of the internet, then we pretty much all live in glass houses. Not only the internet of the last ten, twenty years. I mean, you know, like you said, there's things that are not while openly accepted anymore like saying this is gay or that's gay right like there you know that's just one example there's plenty out there where you're you know again to take offense you have to be open to offense 
there's just there's just so much out there that people get offended by and we joke about it here and there yeah uh but yeah it's 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 mind-numbing well and it's i think it's fine like there's stuff that i see that's offensive to me like you but know, you it, avoid it right like or or let's say let's say there's a conversation happening a table away from you you hear something offensive you're not going to jump in and be like hey guys I don't think you should talk about this. Or are you going to be the person who's more like, you know what? That's not my conversation. It's not affecting who I'm with. We'll just walk away. Uh, to, yeah, uh, largely. I tend to be a little less confrontational. I, I'm with you. I, like, I don't mind confrontation. But if it's not directly affecting me in the moment, I'm not going to bother with it. I think some of it is a little bit case dependent. Yeah. Like, you know, if someone's being super loud... Um, or you know, I don't know. It 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 the that hypothetical is really hard to play. It's all case dependent. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Like I'm I'm not I'm unlikely to just overhear something mm-hmm. and then like immediately jump to it. Yeah. And part of that is because context is a very important piece. Right. I probably have no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can jump into something and it would be like I could you know hypothetically I jump in and be like hey whatever you just said is like crazy. Yeah. And they'd be like hold on. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? One. Two. Then it's like, well, this is what we were talking about. Yeah. You walk right into the lion's den. Yeah. Yeah. Also, people are like, people are fucking insane. Mm-hmm. So like the last thing I want to do is just like hop into some <laughs> random conversation with somebody who's going to like unhinged and like yeah. trying to like beat me up. Yeah. Not interested in that. So there's like this little self-protection thing that's happening with yeah, that too. Absolutely. There's a time and a place in my opinion. Of course. Um. But going going back a little bit about like, you know, talking about glass houses, I think it's interesting to look at, you know, we, we can look at most of our, we can look at almost, almost all prolific activists throughout history. And if we were to like, like take a peek behind the scenes and some of it we know about, then their life, she hates us, then their life their life can be viewed as like wildly chaotic or count like counter to what they're preaching. But I think that doesn't like, I don't, that doesn't make people like hypocrites, right? You can say something and be, you know, to a certain degree, you can kind of say something and kind of live this chaotic lifestyle or something behind the scenes. Um, but still champion a cause Mm -hmm. or champion a good cause ideally, (laughs) but that doesn't necessarily make, make these people hypocrites. It doesn't make us hypocrites. It just makes us human. Yeah. Um, and it makes us human in the idea of like, again, going back to the complexities of us is that like we, we can be wrong and still progress. We can, st- we can be wrong. We can have faults and we can still get better. We can learn and grow from that. And I think that's a really, really important piece that we have to keep in mind. Is it tiresome? hundred percent. Does everybody want to like be the person? Does anybody really want to be the person that's going to sit down and have the conversation with somebody who's saying some wild shit and try and like change their mind? Probably not. Like, not everyone wants to do that. No one wants to do that every day because there's a lot of stupid people out there. Yeah. So, you know, again, picking battles is kind of an interesting thing. But, like, again, we have have to battle ideas, not the people. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, behind the scenes, you know, when I talk about, like, with my family or other friends that have, like, said some shit in the past, like we have a relationship where I feel comfortable enough to be like, hold on, like, let's, let's, let's parse through this. Like, because I don't, I don't think you are a bad person, but I think you have a bad idea Mm -hmm. and we need to get to the root of where this idea, 
comes from and let's figure out like how to change that viewpoint a little bit. Because I think, you know, the other part to it is like with, with that in mind, like for me, for example, a different, like a different culture, uh, a different upbringing, like different circumstances could easily have turned me into the person that I dislike now. Yeah. And I like, that's it. Yeah. Like that, like that isn't a, that's a really wild thing to conceptualize is how easily it could be that like I could have grown up in a different part of this, of this country mm -hmm. and I could have, I could easily have become a different person. Yeah. I could have had different parents that could have made me a different person. Like there's, there's so many factors into what, what makes a person who they are and especially who they are at the moment that you're speaking with them. So if you don't know all of this stuff, then like to just immediately bastardize them is kind of wild. Yeah. Now, obviously there's certain things um, that I'm not going to necessarily say, <laughs> um, but there are certain, there's obviously going to be egregious, like say acts that are going to be like kind of irredeemable, right. To a certain degree, like an action is one thing. Um, and I think, you know, calls to action are kind of fall into those same lines as well. But going back when we're with like Chappelle and stuff, I think a lot of this is kind of this parsing through the ideas and trying to understand what the fuck is going on. Um, because the, again, things have changed fast and drastically. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate enough to have some friends, um, some friends and some very smart friends that I can, I can ask questions and I don't feel I can ask questions in a way because I'm true because they know I am trying to understand and not going to get yelled at for it. But that's a legitimate concern when you start asking about like say trans stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not weird, but it's new to me mm -hmm. and it's hard. It's can sometimes be hard to understand because my life has brought me up in a groomy live. I grew up in a life that led me down kind of a singular or binary path in this regard. Right. And so it took, it takes time to learn and to figure, understand. And I want to be able to ask questions and thankfully, again, thankfully I have people that I can ask questions with, um, who are well, far more educated than I am to be able to like reason it out to myself. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, even if I don't understand, I'm also not treating people like pieces of shit no, because yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. So that's like, that's a separate thing, right? In its own right. Like obviously, you know, treat everybody like with respect and dignity. Yeah. Um, but behind the scenes, like I want to know, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and that's life. That's all of us are trying to figure shit out, not just one particular issue. Yeah. And, and change is scary. And I think that's why people initially act the way they do, whether they, you know, act out or act not accordingly, I guess, um, because change is scary. It's something new. Like you said, for you and me both, uh, uh, you know, pretty much a linear lifestyle of like not having anyone or any experience with specifically the trans culture. It's yeah. just like when it comes in, you're like, oh, this is new. I don't know how to react. I don't know how to act. I, I need to process. Yeah. You know, and the, <laughs> the better we get at that as we get older, I would I would hope as we get older, we get better at it we're not saying stupid shit or we're not acting or reacting in a certain way. Like, Oh, you know? Yeah. You know, granted, like from experience when I was younger, I didn't know anything about being gay. So when that came up, I was very much like, Oh, gay. Like, what is that? What? Yeah. Now it's like, no, nah, like I get it. I understand it. Like I have no problem with it. Um, trans is still one thing. I'm, I, I don't have anybody in my life that's trans. 
I, I it would it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't be upsetting or or irritating. I would again go the same route. Like, okay, so can we can we sit and talk about this? Because I want to learn. I don't know anything about it. I like what went through your mind. Like, you know, just all of that. Yeah. Well, yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah. again, I. I, I will I will always speak from I will always try and speak from like a that's not what I wanted to say I'm grateful I'm very grateful for a lot of the things that have happened at least for me in my life because because I've I've been I've been essentially you know, blessed if you want to use that word with the opportunities to be able to to try it like ex, to see experience in certain ways the uh kind of like like things outside of myself. Um, you know, I used to, I used to like bartend at a gay, at a gay bar. That was like probably one of the best things that's ever happened to me because not, not only did it like really familiarize myself, you know, as a, as a, as a straight person, again, not really having a whole lot of like individual experiences Mm -hmm. and being like literally thrust, like literally thrust into the mix. Yeah. Um, was like really interesting, really interesting and really interesting because in, in a lot of ways of how, how I've, how I've been able to kind of like process. And I don't know how this is going to come across and I hope it comes across in the sense of like appreciation, um, and like appreciation, at least for myself, for the people in my life that have been able to kind of like teach me, correct me, Mm -hmm. um, and allow me to kind of like fuck up, but grow in in a way to be able to understand and so though like those are the people in my life that i i'm like i high i hold to such a high regard because it could have been so easy for them to say fuck you yeah and move on and either taint my view or like never i would have potentially have never learned right um and so giving me the op- giving me the opportunity to like grow and learn kind of gave also then in turn gives me the compassion to a certain degree to be able to try and see where people come from. And then hopefully as, as people have done with me to guide me, guide them into like maybe a better way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so to like immediately just say, fuck you and call like call it a day serves nobody, any justice. There's nobody, any, like anything. It doesn't serve anything. You're, you're hitting an argument. You're hitting a wall in an argument and, that's not going to help. <laughs> that's not going to help tear down the wall so that you guys can figure things out. That's not going to help on either side of that argument. It's just a wall. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a lot of like, I think that's a lot of what happens is like people get, and maybe not even a lot, but people get condemned for, for asking a question rather than just accepting. Yeah. And if there's any person that's been an, uh, that is an atheist or has had their say like their, uh, belief system, let's say religion for this example, kind of shaken a little bit. Um, you could, you can probably relate a little bit to, to that, like that kind of concept of they're just really to that concept. Mm-hmm. So, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's assume it was awesome. Um, you always have awesome thoughts. Yeah. So good. So great. So good that I can't, you get lost in them. I can't finish my sentences. <laughs> Shit, that's bad. Well, whatever. Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, so hopefully it was awesome. I'll just move on. <laughs> um, but anyway, that yeah, that's kind of like where where my thoughts are on a lot yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think here I lied. I'll say one more thing. Um, yeah. W- so for the people out there that that say that they are seeking objective truths, um, or well, I should say I don't know if there is an objective truth, but let's say if you're seeking it, then you should welcome the idea of being wrong, because if you if you do then that means that you are going to be one step closer to finding the truth that you're seeking. Um, you know, that's science, right? Science, when we're talking about like research and like research and stuff, like the whole idea is you have an idea and whether it's right or wrong is neither good or bad. Actually, no, it's not bad. It's good yeah. because it either leads you into another direction to be able to test and re- test, retest a different concept, knowing that there's something that you don't have to worry about anymore. Um, or you get it right and you're like, hell yeah, one, mm-hmm. one, one shot, let's go. Yeah. Um, but the idea of like being wrong, shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, you should be very accepting of the concept because it only means that you can then in, ideally in turn be more right. Right. Oh, and then to, to compliment that, you can't be afraid to be wrong, but if you're having that conversation with somebody, that person needs to be accepting that, yes, you are wrong. Let me help you understand our point of view or a point of view or how this works. Yeah. You can't, you don't want to condemn them. Like you were saying, like it, it, again, going back to it, it does nobody any good to shut down that conversation. No, no, not at all. Um, but anyway, point is uh, that they're not the point is, (laughs) there's been a lot of points made. (laughs) Um, so I think the, I think you, we need to watch the, 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 Chappelle? The Chappelle. The <laughs> Chappelle special with kind of two eyes. Mm. A critical eye of diving deeper than just the words being said and kind of the the meanings behind it. Yeah. Right? You think of like a book, you're trying to like dive deeper into the meaning of what's being written. Um, and then also from the non critical eye and be like, this is fucking comedy. We can laugh at stuff. Yeah. Like we can laugh at uncomfortable, uncomfortable things. There's a bunch of shit in that Anthony Jeselnik um, stand up that I'm just like, mm, that's not the, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that there's a joke. I know that that joke is not for me. Yeah. Um, and I can move on from it. Yeah. Not thinking that he's less of a person for being, for willing to take the jump. Yeah. Right. Some of them hit, some of them miss. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Right? Uh, there's another thing that uh, I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle has said, uh, especially when it comes to his stand-up and, and when he receives backlashes, you guys hear me, but you're not listening. Yes. And, and you know, I think that falls on deaf ears, as the saying goes, especially for this hearing and not listening. You hear the jokes, but you don't listen to the story behind the jokes. You just hear the punchline and you laugh, right? But if you're not laughing and you're getting offended, it's because you hear the words, but you're not listening to the story behind the words. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where Ryan and I are saying you're missing the point. That's where he's saying you're missing the point of the story. You're missing the point of the punchline. Like there's more to it than just me saying a joke or him just saying a joke. You you have to listen to what he's saying. Yeah. Yes. Right. I, I think that's I think that's the larger, larger like story to be told. And again, going back to it. You're you're welcome to be offended. Yeah. Like you yeah. could not like it. And you can tell people that you don't like it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Right. I think we're not gonna tell you you're wrong. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. No one should tell you you're wrong. Yeah. Like I that's that's a wild concept. Yeah. Um if you say one plus one is three, then we can say you're wrong. 
Well, well yeah. if we don't want to argue, we will say you're right. But yeah, you're like sure, yeah. whatever. Um, yes, they're. God damn it. <laughs> um, what do you you just said? Oh no, you're not wrong. Fuck, man. <laughs> That's why I need notes. I can't. I can't. Certain things I just can't ramble about. I was saying listening and hearing the difference. Listening of- and hearing. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like one of the it's like the phrase like it's not what you said it's how you said it yeah almost because what you like the how you said it implies things behind it right and I think that was that's a that's a that, yeah that's a big part I mean he blatantly says that mm-hmm. <laughs> and he goes into like a rant well not a rant but he goes into like points yeah. that was made about the uh, like in his sticks and stones one about like you know different situations and he was like I was talking about this I was talking about this and blah 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 yeah and. That was like, yeah, there's, there's, it's a, you have to look at it from like a, the thousand, the, the, the thousand foot view, mm-hmm. right? See it as a whole. And then that way you can kind of understand the individual parts yeah. and how it all kind of comes together. Yeah. But that was interesting. <laughs> oh, could you hear that? No, I didn't hear that through the mic, but I heard it outside oh. of my headphones. Neck just exploded. <laughs> um, any uh on a lighter note yeah well here anything else you want to kind of like make note on that um more so i guess just the the final touch just social media guys like it yes it's a platform it's open to everybody but you gotta remember there are tons of people looking at that and again the right to offend or the right to be offended also has the inverse so if you say something and someone counters your argument and you're offended odds are they were offended by yours <laughs> and that's why you guys are having this conversation yeah but have the conversation don't argue don't fight have an open calm conversation which is hard to do which is very hard to do because through social media you have to accept that there are more than one opinions um, or do what I did and just get rid of Facebook. Yeah. Get rid of Facebook. Yeah. Don't have a Twitter. It's awesome. Fun fact. You don't need it to survive. Yeah. Uh, um, surprising, right? Cause surprising. with all the blackouts that we've had from social media, you would think people will either, I had no lose I- their mind. I or- had no idea. I didn't know till I, uh, like showed up at the Raider game with my family. They're like, Oh, I can't post anything. And I was like, Oh, let me look. And cause I was trying to sell a ticket and I was like, Oh yeah, it's down. Yeah. I didn't care. I think I, I tried to go on Instagram and I was like, oh, maybe the app's messed up. Yeah. And like, just called it a day. And I was yeah. like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And moved on. I remember people were like messaging me at eight o'clock like, oh, you're selling one ticket. And I was like, oh yeah, that was like five hours ago, dude. Sorry. Like, the game's already happening. <laughs> the game's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, But on a on a side note, have you uh, have you heard about the CrossFit Health Initiative or the new, uh, that's not what it's called. Oh. But the, oh, shit, what's it called? What is it called? <laughs> Their whole like uh, kind of like doctor thing that they're trying to do. No, I haven't heard of anything about that. Um, it, they, uh, is it sponsored by Mo- Mo- Monster? <laughs> Sugar free. Sugar free Monster. Only? Uh, CrossFit CrossFit Precision Care. Okay. Oh, you know what? I take it back. I think I saw a post, and then never followed up. Yeah. So it's uh, I'm I'm interested to learn about this a little bit more as it kind of pops up. So it's it's kind of this bridging the gap of 
like healthcare mm-hmm. um, from the minds through like the the lens of like CrossFit's like methodology of health. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not open to the public yet. It's still a, like within its like beta program. I guess in a couple states they're going to start opening up um, through like telehealth right now, which mm-hmm. is just online on like online um, like doctor visits and stuff. Yeah, but it's similar to essentially it's going to be kind of like a blood test. Um, you know, they do a DNA saliva test as well get it all tested out and then you'll actually be paired up with like with an md who is kind of within the like the health and fitness scope and then you get paired with like a health coach as well um to be able to then kind of go through like lifestyle nutritional like whatever pieces or factors need to be like implemented to like like help you live a healthier better lifestyle Mm -hmm. um i've heard rumors about this kind of existing or potentials of it existing yeah. um i think uh the person that i was listening to talk about was julie fouché oh yeah i was gonna say when you mentioned like hooking you up with like uh, uh an md who's in the line i was like the first thought was like oh it's julie fouché for yeah. sure so i think i think she from my understanding is that she played a pretty big role in like building this part up um so but anyway it's not like a it's not a replacement to like your actual like uh primary care physician mm-hmm. or anything like that it's yeah. more of like considered an adjunct so the idea is that you would still have your primary care physician, but you can use this in addition to as like supplemental stuff, given that yeah. most MDs are going to look at you and be like, here's what the clinical things say, kind of irrelevant or ir- regardless of what the hell. <laughs> God damn it, Siri. That's why Google's better. Um, but kind of... Uh, but kind of regardless of um, kind of what the clinical, like the quote unquote clinical things are, because that's kind of like, you know, largely just a big broad swath of the population. Right. Um, and is going to get a little bit, you know, precision care, get a little bit more precise into the individual. Again, going through this, like, no, like through the the lens of like people who live healthy life or are attempting to live healthy lifestyles. Right. Right. Through like health, fitness, exercise, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah that's it. I, I, that sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. Pretty unique, especially to the individual, right? Cause you got to do the, the DNA swab, the blood test and all this other stuff. And they pick you with somebody. I, I imagine they're not just going to tumble it and be like, Oh, uh, you're going to Dr. MD. Like it's probably somebody who has more field experience or experience with that specific, let's say uh body type, like what mesomorph or whatever. Right. They'll have like the of like phenotypes, phenotypes. Sorry. Yeah. Like, so like those doctors will be like, okay, like they want a healthier lifestyle to, you know, lose weight or they have certain diseases. Uh, this doctor specializes with this and they also are in that fitness world. I feel like that's more where they're going versus like how we do a primary healthcare. You kind of just get tossed in the ring. Like, Oh, this is your doctor select from one of 300. And then maybe they'll see you in seven months. <laughs> Yeah, well, so the as far I don't they didn't get into that. It was a pretty short little interview that I yeah. re, I was listening to. So it's all going to be people that are like are experienced. They're all going to be MDs mm-hmm. who are experienced with um with CrossFit mm-hmm. specifically. So I don't know if they're going to be just like GPs. Um, or like kind of what you said, if there's going to be any sort of like variance with like within like specialties of people yeah. who also do CrossFit, right? So you got like a rheumatologist that also does CrossFit, maybe. Um, I don't know if it's going to go that far. I think that'd be cool to eventually see, but probably in the beginning, it's probably would be like, all right, we're going to hook you up with somebody 
Yeah, so I think yeah. it's this is in partnership with another company that's kind of already doing this. Okay. Though the CrossFit one is going to be obviously a little more biased towards like the the CrossFit concepts of health. Yeah. Um. So, I I don't know all the specifics. I just kind of briefly learned listened to something. And I was like, oh, that's intriguing. Like, we'll talk about it real quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm curious to see. Um. Hopefully, cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be really, uh, that'd be, uh, that'd be a new, interesting take on healthcare. Well, there's, I mean, it ha there ha it has to get better. Like our healthcare system largely blows. Um, I think the U S is <laughs> pretty, pretty low rated for the most part. Yeah. So I think, um, I, I can only, I think it can only hopefully only go up. Um, but I think they're with people like that are looking now into more, cause I believe she, Julie Fouché is more on the functional medicine side, if mm -hmm. I remember correctly. So we're kind of starting to see this like functional medicine, which is a kind of this holistic, holistic, not in the sense of like herbs and spices type of thing. Um, not some like, you know, Chinese, like not herbal Chinese medicine type of thing, but the, um, looking at the, the whole, the whole system, um, to be able to get a paint the picture to then like begin to break down like other factors. Right. So you can look at stuff like sleep. You can look at stuff as like food, um, exercise as it affects the, the, the human condition as a whole. Um, and then be able to kind of, you know, and then break, you know, continue to break down parts to you know build everything up. Right. Kind of like that, uh, the inside tracker thing that I was telling you about. Today. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what that looks like. Yeah. That which we'll, we'll talk about as a, seems like it'll be a lot of fun for you because yes. I know you like all that fun breakdown and yeah. bio body chemistry shit. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm very intrigued. I'm very, very intrigued to see, to see what it's at. Um, as well as what my inner age is. Yeah. Your inner age, probably like 16. I uh, know there's no way 18, maybe <laughs> no, I'm probably, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to guess. I would guess that my internet age is probably older than my real age. Really? Yeah. Probably oh. a couple of years, I would guess. But we'll see. We'll see. 38. 38? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. What? <laughs> you want it more? No, 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 no. Hopefully younger. <laughs> I was thinking maybe like, you know, 33, 34, something like that. So you'd be my age. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit older. So what does that put me at? 37? 38? I don't know. 12? 12? <laughs> 14. 14, probably. I am 14. I am 14. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely want to talk about that. Kind of talk about talk. Yeah. When, that stuff when you get that stuff I, back, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Cause I got, I got to do the test. They'll like, they'll look at it give me all my stuff. And then I have a, uh, consult or it's like a, like a 45 minute call with their, uh, one of their like dietitians yeah. to kind of talk through, um, all that stuff that's going on. So I'm curious, very curious to see what they have to say. Um, kind of what that says about me. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether or not I'm going to recommend it to my clientes. I'm telling you, they're going to say you're an alien. <laughs> you're like, you're blood. I've never seen anything like it. So many metachlorians. <laughs> Power level is over 9,000. <laughs> hey, did you ever watch Dragon Ball? Of course. Did you ever, have you watched Super? Not in a minute, no. I, I God, I haven't. I think the last things I watched were the Cell games. Um, oh my god, that's that's like that's Dragon Ball Z. I know. I, I'm telling you, I haven't I haven't watched it in a minute. Did you did you did, so you finished like the Android Saga? Yes. Okay. I 
think. Well, 16, 17, and 18, right? I know there were two more later. I don't think I've got to that. Uh, yeah, uh, no. Like Dr. Robotnik or whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik is I know Sonic. that's from Sonic, <laughs> but the, the R&R Doctor or... Yeah, the Red Ribbon. Red Ribbon Doctor, yeah. It's the Red Ribbon Army. Yeah. Um, is it Dr. Giro? I think is what it is. No clue. Yeah. Did you ever watch a GT? Uh, with baby trunks and Goten? Uh, or kid I, trunks? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, kid trunks is in it. Yeah. I think I've seen a couple episodes here and there, but I'm not. I like the dark, followed, the dark star Dragon Balls? I haven't followed this, the, the story. I, yeah, I have okay. a lot of anime to catch up on. Technically, well, a lot of people hate GT because GT, GT is technically not in canon. David hates it. He will sit there and talk with you all day about it. I think it's great. I don't know why people <laughs> hate on it. Like, it's just a, it. What is there to hate? It's all fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and then, but you got to watch Super because Super is like a continuation from like. Um, That's what David says. <laughs> Super is a continuation from from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That. Um, that's pretty cool. It, it create it uh, creates uh, celestial con- like celestial concepts. They have gods, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one with the the dog god or the cat god or whatever the hell the fuck he is. Yeah, it's a cat. Yeah, yeah. it's the um, I forget his name, but he's the Re- Remus. Re- no, oh. no, you're thinking of like the Egyptian name. It's not Egyptian. Oh. He's a uh, but he's it, they so they have the gods of destruction. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, is what is what they are. But then there's like the supreme entity that exists, which is like a kid it's weird oh yeah i think david's one about that um yeah it's like this little like alien thing you ever there's like an old sonic game uh that was for like dreamcast yeah going back jesus there's a sonic I was game thinking for dream, sega <laughs> for dream well sega dreamcast and it uh they had these like little like blob things and it kind of looks like this like looks like that that's what i thought it was at first <laughs> and i was like what is happening um man sonic legend or not sonic legends i don't remember it was some it was a cool game yeah what is going on? Siri loves you. No, now it's opening up iTunes. Oh, see, Siri loves you. Wants you to listen to music. No, Siri. Um, anyway, you should watch Super because it's awesome. And I only bring it up because I just watched a video about one of the characters, this guy named Jiren. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just awesome. It's all awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's like a final battle to the duel. There's a multiverse. It's great. Jesus. Weird celestial planetary sized Dragon Balls. Watch it. <laughs> Come on. Rub my big old balls. <laughs> only only if they're chefs. <laughs> Suck cho- and chocolate, chocolate salty, salty balls. balls. <laughs> exactly. Trey Parker, join us. <laughs> Gia, come on our show. <laughs> no, first we need our other person. Oh, that's right. Which we won't say out loud. Can't say it until Yet. it happens. No, Siri, we're not going to say it. I don't know what is going on. I have a feeling <laughs> it's got to be something to do with this. Probably the cables, yeah. Whatever. I'm not pressing anything. No, I don't. Yeah. Whatever. Um, all right. Well, anything else you want to add or chat about? That's all I got for today. Cool. All right. Then, Senor Eric, where can people find us? You guys can find us at our Instagram at another period rep period podcast, or you can email us at another rep podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, as well as the YouTubes if you want to also just listen to it because there's no video on that. <laughs> um, you can hit us up on the hotline if you got questions, comments, concerns, and you can occasionally watch us play games on Twitch. So far, Ryan, because he hasn't and given by me that, a Twitch I mean, account yet. <laughs> I'll send. I'll send it to you now. <laughs> um, all right, bye. Bye.